everybody. This is Sean, and I'm here with Jen, and we are doing Bottled Up, a wine podcast of sorts. Uh, sorry for this intro. I've well, just been chopping we're ice. Also <laughs> chopping some ice. Chopping sweet ice. Tracks here at Bottled Up headquarters, which is, of course, <laughs> Jen's living room. Yes. Or Ripley's Toy Den, as it is sometimes known. Uh, it is always known as that. Who are we kidding? <laughs> uh, and the um, reason we're chomping ice is because, of course, it is summer, and therefore hot summer, as summer, hell. Summertime. Oh gosh, we had we had a summertime. brief reprieve this morning where it was in the mid seventies on my walk to get my bagels, and now it's back up to being hot Ugh. and dumb. And we never got that thunderstorm we were promised, and yeah, so it's just lies. hanging over. Which is Hanging annoying, over. but it did allow us to uh, enjoy pre-wine drinking today a lovely glass of one of my favorite it's seltzers, so which is wh- how where the ice came from that we were chopping ice. Um, we are really down with this jam, you guys. So <laughs> you should just embrace it, listeners. Yeah, um, it's going to be on every episode. Uh, I love, I love uh, seltzer. I'm a seltzer. Uh, addict, I enjoy it very much, and this Big is uh, this is from Vintage Vintage the, the Vintage Collection, if you will, um, and uh, I enjoy their grapefruit. I also enjoy their raspberry lime, but Ooh, this lime. this is my fave, and it's the seedless seedless watermelon one, because we can't have seeds because that would uh, just like wine introduce tannins into our <laughs> seltzer. Um, but can you imagine the marketing <laughs> meeting? Like you know, somebody super stoned was like, "Yeah, watermelon flavor. That's good. It's good for summer. Good call barbecues. Everybody will like watermelon flavor." Hey. You know what people like more than watermelon? Seedless watermelons. Do you think we should clarify on the label? And then some stoner in the back was just like, fuck yeah, we should. Seymour, you're a genius. Get this, this man a raise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't need that clarification, but I love that it exists. And I'll buy Absolutely. it every second time, kids. Absolutely. But and we're it, not spending a whole episode talking about seltzer. Though we could. We very easily could. This could be bottled up a seltzer episode podcast of sorts, <laughs> but it's not because we are, in fact, here to drink wine. We are. And it is, as Sean mentioned, uh, mucho hato. And, uh, and so, you know, it's summer. It's hot. Everybody's going for it. You yep. know it. We know it. We may have done it once, but we're coming back to it because you knew we would. Yep. Rosé. Rosé. Our friend Rosé. Rosé, Rosé. Because uh, it's hot out. And when it's hot out, that's what people start drinking. Like, you yeah. just think about it. And it's like, oh, fuck, Rosé. Yeah. Turn right to it. They're like, man, wish I had one of those slushy makers because I'll just drink. <laughs> fl- I just I just have Rosé. You know, um, when I was in high school, my mom threw me my graduation party. Like, yeah, she did. Like, they did. And in Texas, they're they're a big deal. Uh, and so she had she dubbed it um it was Oscar themed, so she went and got a red carpet oh my God, so and some cute. stanchions and some like eight foot tall Oscar statues. Oh that's so and she, cute. And, but we had a frozen drink machine uh, and I was I did not want to give it back. It was no, just a rental. I'm sure. But yeah. Holy crap that thing. Life changing. We um when I was a nanny we did poker parties every year mm-hmm. uh, to raise money for the school they all paid for their kids to go to. because um, you know <laughs> Yeah, you know, because tuition's not enough. They, that's a school that needs money. And um anyway, <laughs> snark aside, uh the the host, uh, which is who I work for, he really every year, the first year we did this and then it just became the tradition, was to have pomegranate frozen margaritas sure, like, from, uh, from Rosa Mexicano, uh. literally from them. So uh, the first year we rented the machine 
uh-huh. and the guac. It made sense for the theme. Like, sure. And then the next year, I kept instituting crazier and crazier themes because I wanted to hire more of my friends to do these. <laughs> so we did like a we did like a Rat Pack theme, and I had friends dressed in tuxes playing the piano, serving drinks. It's great. It's uh, good. We did a like around the world buffet theme. I love it. I bought toothpick flags for every country. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we did. Um, that's what kicked it off because from Mexico we had chips and, and guac and stuff, and these margaritas. That's how we justified them. But one year the machine they sent, mm-hmm. and they're delicious. This is a oh, fucking delicious There's... frozen margarita, friends. Uh, if you're ever in New York or wherever else these, this restaurant exists, um, there's one in Vegas now. Is there? I think so. Oh wow! Um, they sent a machine that didn't work properly. Oh no! So for the cocktail hour, the the frozen part hadn't mm. happened. Like it was getting, it was a little, a wee bit slushy, mm, if you will, but, but it, like but it was not yeah. mostly. So basically, what we just served was pink tequila to hey. the room and sugar. Everybody was wrecked within <laughs> forty minutes. Like, well, you know, it was both the funnest and the least fun uh, of all the poker parties, and and also through such a fit. And I remember my friend Jim was working that party, and my friend Jim uh, played college football on a full scholarship in part because he's six six, and. Uh-huh. A solid. He's he's a defensive line, so okay, big, yeah, big, several big. hundred pound fella. And uh, we went to the my we went to my prom together, and I've never looked tinier in the, than <laughs> I did in those pictures. And uh, and I was fairly tiny, but I looked practically wee. Um. Anyway, uh, Jim was working that party, and I remember the Rosa Mexicano people like chose to apologize to him. I think because he was just the largest person there, <laughs> and and he was like, "Do you do you see a short brunette? <laughs> no, that's who you should be afraid go, of. Go, go <laughs> apologize. Go to apologize her. to her and and be good about it, because she will kill you. It's not." me i am not the one no do not cross jen and her frozen margaritas because i was like do you know how much i'm paying for this machine nothing nothing in fact uh just asshole paid for it right exactly anyway anyway, we're here and we're just gonna drink pink stuff we're gonna drink pink stuff and and we're gonna we're gonna put down i still have ice i didn't yeah i've got i've got some left to chomp we're gonna put down our um, our seedless watermelon seltzer, and we're gonna pick up a bottle of sparkling rosé. And uh, some of you may remember, just a couple episodes ago, we did a fancy pants sparkling sure rosé episode. Sean uh, found some splits, mm-hmm. uh, a fine way to try something that maybe you were a little afraid yeah, to yeah. invest in off the bat. Uh, and we enjoyed a lovely fancy pants French pink champagne, champagne so from oh. Moet Chandon Rosé Imperial. It was absolutely delicious. What a treat. It was lovely. It was such a treat. It took me all episode to remember the Snoop Dogg song I was singing, (laughs) and then I sang it for the rest of the week, everyone. Yep, Um, it's true. Can verify. Yes. (laughs) It was very annoying for everyone. Uh, But anyway, the, uh, yeah, so this time we thought, you know, you can't not do two Rosé episodes. It's summer. It's ridiculous. Why not come back to America? (laughs) Come back. Come um, back. Actually, personally, I can think of several reasons why. If, if you've left, you should stay out. Probably but, just uh, stay away. Just for stay right away. Uh, I hear it, you can get a citizenship in Antigua if you buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. Antigua it is. We're that's we. Uh, Sean and I will be recording season four from, from the our, beach from our new home in fucking Antigua, friends. Uh, so, so we'll be um, bottled up a rum podcast <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> And it'll be of sorts because we will be too inebriated to speak. And every episode will be done full pirate. Just, yar. Today on Puddles Up, we're not drinking that shit, Rosé. We're having rum again. That's right. Rum again. Uh, but today we're going we're gonna to crack into a lovely uh, W. Donaldson. Yes. W stands for Wayne 
Wayne himself. Wayne Donaldson. Um, Rosé from uh, from California. Yeah, from Sonoma County, from the Sonoma coast, where you get those beautiful uh, coastal breezes that beat that Northern California heat, because that's not a thing. And... Uh, <laughs> Just uh, helps emulate a lot of the same growing conditions that you'd find in Champagne. Obviously not as cold, but um, still, fine place to grow Champagne grapes. And uh, actually, he's a pretty smart dude, and we'll talk about him a, a, a little bit later, uh, get into that. But... But uh, yeah, so this is uh, th- so we're drinking a so this is not a you know this because this is from California, this is not officially a pink champagne. This is correct. a um, a... Sparkling rose is the default name, um, but uh, I was doing a little googling about the the different mm-hmm. Sean, and um, uh, because you know I like to have fun historical facts always. Um, and uh, Ruinart, Ruinart, mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend this is how it's pronounced. Was the first French house to sell uh, exclusively sell champagne in 1729, Correct. right? Correct. Uh, although they just called it wine with bubbles, according to their ledgers, but that's fine. Um, but they didn't think they they thought this was all white, right? For a long time, historians believed rosé, sparkling rosé, was fairly new. But then, Sean, very then, exciting. They found an old ledger. Ooh, I love a ledger. With an entry listing uh, here in seventh from the, this this house of Runart, uh, uh, an entry listing a basket of a hundred and twenty bottles, sixty of which were Oui de Pedri, which of course, as we all know in French, means eye of the partridge and they used that term because oh. this was this uh, this particular entry was yes, actually from yes, yes. 1764 I didn't want to like I don't want the people to go away and use this trivia wrong uh, anyway they used the phrase eye of the partridge to refer to the rosé because wait for it it's a French term that refers to the pale copper color of a recently shot bird's eye <laughs> Look at that. So <laughs> whenever you're out hunting your partridges, your partridge eye, par- partridges. Is, is there a partridge hunter in the world that doesn't shoot a bird in the eye and think, like, huh. Rosé, does anyone else want Rosé? <laughs> you know, actually, just game birds and Rosé, that's a good pairing. So, so, you know, so many things. But I just thought, gosh, the the French are fun. The, the, uh, the French, there's... They're, Twisted is the word. They've had a long, hard history, and uh, they tend to take it out on the rest of us. Um, anyway. And I also enjoy that they clarified recently shot. Recently shot. Yeah, no, this is freshly. This, You know, over time, that pink turns to yellow, and this and is not appropriate. That's, that's a mead. Like, that's not that's not a rosé anymore, friends. So, yeah, so this, the, the, listen, we might all think of rosé as trendy white lady drink, uh, that popped up just ten years ago. Everybody it, it was does like, seem Let's like that. Do rose, but um, hi, seventeen sixty four, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And actually, once you once you leave the fine coasts of this country, uh, you'll find that rose has been a common drink everywhere else in the world for a very long time. Weird. It wasn't. Uh, it was over here. It wasn't very popular by accident. Uh, our friends at um, our Mandavi uh, created white Zinfandel. And it became a marketing thing. And that's, you know, we all know what that is. My mom was a big fan. Big fan. Sutter home. With ice. Yeah, with ice. It tends to be on the sweeter side. Oh, yeah. But it's light. It's refreshing. It's got a low ABV. So people were drinking it during the summertime. Uh, And since then, the good 
the good uh, rosé has started to make its way back to us again. And you can find stuff from all over the world and from all over this country made with every kind of grape you can imagine. And sometimes you go to a place in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley Wine Trail and find that it's rosé because they mixed it with cranberry juice and you spit it out on your assorted cheese plates and the assorted cheeses all taste like American cheese. This is a true story. <laughs> uh, I, this, this, this podcast is sponsored by Don't Put Cranberry Juice in White Wine and Pretend It's Rosé.com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they were upfront about it. It was, you know, in the okay, listing. So, but it was still like, I wanted Rosé. I didn't want White Riesling <laughs> with... With pink cranberry drops. juice in it. You know, my dog has a lot of urinary tract issues, and uh, one of the things the uh, doctor suggested was uh, that I could put straight up cranberry juice, not like Welch's, yeah. like yeah, you know, the, the, the hardcore stuff. health food store part. Uh, Twelve ninety nine dro- a quart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve ninety nine a quart tastes like ass. That <laughs> um, I could put a few drops of that in her water because you know cranberry helps. Ladies, yeah. we all know this trick. Uh, cranberry helps the the hoo ha and urinary parts and uh and my dog took one look at that pink water and was like you're adorable <laughs> what is this from upstate new york just, get, get no, out of she here was like, i don't even see a cheese plate you lazy bitch <laughs> that cheese um, plate was the most ridiculous thing we it was it was pandemic times but at that point where we were allowed to go do stuff and so they wanted to serve snacks at, at their tasting room but they had to be smart about it so they vacuum sealed triangle cheese Rectangle cheese and circle cheese. <laughs> I uh, whenever I think about a cheese plate, what I think about first is the shape. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like I like to make a shape cootery. Uh, I, I, that's how I like to present my uh, snacks. I, I go for like a round sausage if I can find a triangle quacker, like a popcorner. Sometimes I just use popcorners. Popcorns and then, are delicious. Um, and then I go with squares of cheese. It's, um, it's just so sick because they were all very clearly mild cheddar slash American cheese. That's so funny. <laughs> but it was like $15 for this home vacuum sealed yeah, yeah. six pieces of cheese. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've kind of always wanted a vacuum sealer. Right, Rob Peel. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Info, I have. I used to have one days. that sealed specific Ziploc bags. It had like a, it was oh, like a little yeah, round thing and it sucked the air out of specific. But then I could, I, it was hard to find the bags after a while. And I was like, this is stupid. I probably still have it if you want it. Um, <laughs> nope, no, I don't. In fact, how, that how fondue weird. set that I'm looking at over there. What? <laughs> Get out of here. That's one of two in the house. Wow. All right. <laughs> Maybe for our live show, we'll break out the fondue. <gasps> I mean, we should do that anyway. Uh, I also have three crock pots. So why are we not having melty cheese right now? Well, I know because it it's, is hot. Because it's as a million. Balls. But yeah, for the live show, there will be melty cheese all over the place. Um, <laughs> anyway, I've always kind of wanted a vacuum sealer. But uh, when I was uh, it, to bring up the Disney again, and I think we talked about the foamy mustard um, among the space snacks, we we got a shirt. Yeah. We got a space cutery and uh, board, and it had like regular, like the meats were regular, but they took a little, uh, they took a little uh, wild uh, stab with the cheese, and there was. So there was weird cheeses uh-huh. in weird cut shapes. Yeah. And then there was another like foamy thing that was just dotted about the place, but oh, about yeah. the plate. But it was such a weird orangey yellow color that everybody was really afraid of it because it looked like <laughs> egg yolk. Like it okay, literally looked like yeah. just like a splat of egg yolk. Okay. Um, that's unappealing. And so none of us were like, mm, and I, by then we were like two drinks in. And again, it was 9.15 a.m. And, uh, and I was like, I accidentally moved some of my space cheese and it got some of the, the stuff on it. And I was like. That's it. Go to try it. We're going to do it. And I mean, it just you was. got to trust Disney not to kill you. So. It was literally just like apricot jelly. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was nothing. It was not. And then everybody was like, "Oh, did you eat that?" <laughs> I was like, I, "I was like, guys, it's just jam. Like, just I'm jam. Pretty sure it's just jam. Jam. Maybe we should drink some more." Yeah, yeah. Can I get another round of these space drinks, please? Extra foam this time. Um, we like this foamy shit. Uh, yeah. So we are excited to crack into our double U Donaldson, um, Sonoma rosé, sparkling rosé. Yeah. That Very I couldn't get out because I was. Tripping over words. Well, because um, you're you're holding that watermelon. I was, seedless and I was thinking, oh, there. God, I hate to get some seeds in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're pretty excited to to domestically visit uh, Rose. Uh, you know, we got to be we're good. hot. We got to be good at something domestically in this town, right? Uh, so we're gonna take a little breather. We're gonna get it out. We've kept it in the fridge, friends. Yeah, because yeah, it would kept be warm if we didn't. Because uh, that's how hot it is. And so now we're gonna get it out. We're gonna pop that cork, and we're gonna come right back. Right back and we'll talk about our Wayne Donaldson 2019 Sonoma Coast Sparkling Rosé. All right, and we are back. I've got my bottle of wine here. I'm going to open it. I did drive over in Marshall the Mini and I'm hoping it didn't get too shook up, but we'll see. Ooh, oh, gorgeous. Well done, Marshall. <laughs> Marshall the Mini, uh, who is so warm. Because I always forget to close the little sunscreen on the sunroof. And so when I sit down, um, my shorts obviously are of a proper length, which is a five inch or four and a half inch inseam. And so when I sit down, uh, my skin melts. (laughs) Oh, sorry about your inseam and your your melty thighs. Yeah, it is, um, you know, leather seats seem cool till you burn your legs. Mm -hmm. so Sean has poured us some lovely glasses. I was in the middle of the room. If the sound sounded weird for a minute there, I was just getting picked up on all the mics. But first of all, what a lovely color this is. Right? It's So when we got the, the Moet Chandon... Oh, Sam, and a delicious smell. Sorry, go ahead. Go it ahead. was that. It was a much more truly pink color. <laughs> Ripley's currently playing with a glove over our mic cords. So this could yeah, be an this, exciting yeah. episode. Everybody get ready for how that ends. <laughs> uh, but it had, a, it had kind of a deeper, richer pink color. And this has this just gorgeous, almost rose. Yeah, like, it's 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 a very it's a very light rose. It's almost a it's like a super light salmon. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful. Oh, it's like um uh where are the, where are the where are the blooms everybody drives to Washington D.C. to see the cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. Cherry it's blossoms. like a it's like the the end of the cherry blossom. Yeah, the end of the petal. The, the, the very pale tip. Right, the pie, the palest bit. It's really beautiful, and it smells a little magical. I'm not gonna lie; it's, it's fruity, but like yeah, more. It's got it's got some light peach and apricot, kind of white peach, white apricot tones in there. A little bit of flowers, some raspberries, crushed strawberries, but definitely some sugary. Do you know what yeah. it smells a little bit to me? You know how I love to talk about smells in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Smarties. Now, for our British okay. listeners, not your Smarties. Not your Smarties, no. And for people that buy sweet tarts at Halloween but pretend that they're Smarties, You're first wrong. of all, knock that shit off. I'm talking about the straight up old school Smarties in the tiny tubes that I used to keep in my desk. Lou, if you're listening, you know I tried to give them to you every day at work. Um, and he the, hates them. That's the, why I tried every day. <laughs> those kind of chalky, yeah, small, super chalky fruit flavored discs. They make for a great pick me up in the office because you can like unroll and eat each one as your spirits die. Um, <laughs> each it's one great. is another step downwards. Down right, each one you can mark is, is your descent into madness. Uh, maybe that's not all industries, but definitely HR. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of that like chalky sugar, if no, you will. That's, that's, smell. No, that's that's a very apt because it's almost um, it's almost mineral in in the chalkiness. Like, and that that would be something yes, that we would see. Okay, mineral is probably the better in, word. In, no, use the vocabulary you have. <laughs> oh, if you want to, if you want to say this smells like a rubber hose, like water from a rubber hose, because that's the memory that comes out. Yeah, that's what it is. Up your nose with a up, rubber up hose. your nose with a rubber hose. But just like in Champagne, where everything is limestone and there's a lot of chalky soil. Um, that influences the flavor of the wine. We're seeing something similar. There is a lot of granite and mineral uh, quality in the uh, soil of the Sonoma County. And so you're seeing a lot of that here. The other thing that I'm picking up, uh, which really excites me, is there's kind of a Bredia brioche smell, yeah. which is indicative of the way the wine's made. So this is made in the same way that a traditional champagne is made. It's method traditional, where they sit on the leaves, they pop the corks, they freeze, all this stuff. Um, and it's not forced carbonate. It's not made like Prosecco in a big steel tank. This is made just like champagne, just on the other side of the world. I mean, it really is, um, uh, you know how I like to find a good best review or the, the review that speaks to me the, the loudest, if you will. Oh, please. Uh, and this one, this this is a, this is a direct review. Uh, again, I'm not looking at names, uh, but this was off on Vivino. Um, of course. Vivino.com. And the review is, Whispers dry nothings into my ear of warm shortbread and pear preserves. Wow. Poetry. Right? A whisper of dry nothings. That sounds like my college relationships. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't speak well for this gal. But, um, but, uh, but it does have the dry. I like. So you lose me at the dry, and then you, you get me back at the warm shortbread. I'm not going to lie. Uh, let's, uh, let's give a little sippy poo here, huh? Oh, that is nice. I had to pick my mic up so I could sit back. It's true. Jen is currently leaned back in a, in a puddle of sweat. Like but I am sipping on Jen. I can't lean back as far as I want to because the dog is on the mic cord. <laughs> really but is. I really wanted to lean back all the way, and uh, I won't because I'll <laughs> guillotine my dog. <laughs> but it is. Uh, it, it's 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 refreshing. It has a roundness to it that tells me that it spent at least two years sitting on its lees. Lees, again, are the dead yeast cells. Thank you. Uh, and as they decompose through... Oh, oh, oh good girl. Uh, through a, uh, a process called autolysis, they um, chemical compounds within the, the lees' bodies break down and give this kind of bready, brioche scent and roundness uh, in this. Whereas in a Prosecco, you're not getting that. So it's all crisp no, yeah. and very acid forward and re refreshing and not wrong by any means. Just a totally different just methodology. Different. Um, but this is really, really lovely. But I, I'm loving the like, just slight hint of vanilla that's happening too. Mm -hmm. Like that's all a part of the roundness. But like, you know, I feel like vanilla is one of those things that, um, did I mention this last week uh, that I was doom scrolling and ordered a bunch of tea? Yes. That, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got it arrived. The tea arrived. Okay. It actually came. Like at one point, I just thought I just gave money to some random person <laughs> on Instagram, and I'm never gonna get this tea. China has my um, money. Right. And fine. But uh, it's not. It's from this place called August Tea Company, and I and I made one of the teas into a lovely iced tea, and it actually is really good. So I'm more excited about my midnight. Oh, that's great. Or my 4 a.m. purchase to be honest but one of the teas had a burnt sugar like note to it okay and while it tastes lovely in the packet it was almost too much you know what I mean like yeah. I was worried when I smelled the packet because sure. I was because it's their loose tea leaves I was worried when I smelled the packet because I was like this is a lot 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I may not like this because um, I think sugar can sometimes taste or the vanilla can taste faux sugary. Yes. Where I was going, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm loving that this is like an actual vanilla. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's not it's, overwhelming. I don't no, want anybody no. to like be like rose that tastes like vanilla. That's fucking gross, no. guys. And I think what we're seeing there is again, it's the the winemaker's hand. Wayne, Wayne Donaldson was the winemaker, the chef de cave for uh, Chateau Chandon. So the people who make Moet Chandon, who um, uh, Snoop. <laughs> That we had in the last sparkling. Same dude. Ripley likes that song also. <laughs> <laughs> she just got very excited. And, and so on, uh, he came over to the United States and decided to independently make wine. So he's not making for a big label. He's not making for a big house or a big distributor, Constellation or Enterprise or any of those people. It's, he's independently making this. Um, and it's a very difficult task, but he's very smart. And he's using grapes that just really shine in Sonoma. So you've got Pinot Noir. Sonoma County, known for Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, of course, and uh, Pinot Meunier. Meunier, Meunier. I'm oh. terrible. Um, whereas it's a Pinot Menudo. It was Pinot a Spanish Menudo. group. You guys might remember from the '80s. And that gives it this. Sorry, they were Mexican. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize, Menudo fans. Um, I meant to say Hispanic. Ricky. It's hot. Uh, but it it really brings a roundness and. Uh, because he gets to do this by year. This is 2019 Cuvée, so this is a vintage wine, unlike the Moet. Um, when he vinifies, when he makes the grapes into a still wine to blend, to make into this sparkling wine, I would say the Chardonnay probably sees some oak. And that's where we're getting that's those That's where we're getting things. it from. And then they blend it with the Pinot Noir and the, uh, and, the, and the other Pinot to get everything in there and boost that acid and make this fine, fine drank I mean Bruce is a bit of Bruce Wayne is a bit of a genius <laughs> do you know okay so my brain is firing on zero clearly because we're hot and mm-hmm. the, my dog and I are wearing matching shirts it's adorable um, thank it's you. adorable uh, I was uh, when we, when you said Wayne Donaldson and then in my head I heard Bruce Wayne for no reason and then I thought of there's a museum of Bruce there's a Bruce museum oh, yeah. in Connecticut which I always see the sign as I drive past it but I've never gone to it um, and turns out it's like just a museum of some family whose last name was Bruce. Boring. Ugh, that's boring. Because uh, which my friend googled and shared, and I was like, oh, I wish he hadn't shared that shit. But now every time I, because previously I just thought of well, what Bruce's could be in this museum: oh, Bruce Banner, uh, uh, Bruce uh, Wayne. Bruce. There's that that Monty Python skit from back in the day where they're all Australian, just going, "Good eye, Bruce." Right. See, Good eye, like, Bruce. Okay. See, that's the museum I want to walk through. So oddly, uh, this whole time in my head, I know his name is Wayne, but I've also been wondering if he's in the Bruce Museum. Uh, you know what? Let's just say yes. Let's go. Ahead. Yes, he is. I appreciate that. I'm going to pretend his middle name is Bruce. Wayne Bruce Donaldson. But he couldn't go with W.B. Donaldson because that seems weird. Yeah, so. it's been with California. Uh, no, right. can't have that. Um, but like I said, he's an independent producer and he is able to do that through a wine club that we talked about briefly in season one. Oh, that's right. Uh, we had an episode, I believe it was called Hitting the Club or, or something about the club. But we... Uh, bottles full of burb. <laughs> this, yeah, and that's what this is, a bottles full of burb. Um, it's a wine club called Naked Angels or Naked Wines, Naked Angels. And it's kind of a wine co-op. You pay a membership uh, that goes directly into an account that you can use to purchase wines off their marketplace and they use your money to fund independent winemakers, uh, largely uh, women and people of color making wine in a market that otherwise didn't support them and making some really fantastic award-winning wines. So while you can buy this wine without being a member, you cannot buy it at a liquor store. 
All right. So we well, this this episode also includes a challenge. <laughs> a challenge. I challenge y'all to get a bottle. And drink it, and and I actually challenge you because it's really good. So figure out where to where to get it because it's really lovely. And I do think that uh, you know I, we I've never lied about my mm, uh, relationship with rosé. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bought a different wine, uh, which we'll leave unnamed for politeness' sake. Um, for this episode, actually, yeah, uh, that we just got in a liquor store. You can't go in a liquor store right now without. Tripping on oh a rosé display. Just everywhere. Uh, 72 bottles and then some. Just 99 bottles angel. and a Chardonnay ain't one. Like they're all, it's all rosé. Rosé, rosé, rosé. And so this one I picked out, I happened to pick out, uh, this was a couple weeks ago that I picked it out for this because we plan, we're planners. Yeah. Because uh, it had a, um, a um, like a pop cap, like a soda sure. pop cap. I don't know, does that style cap have a name? Yeah. Just pop cap, yeah, like a, cap. but I mean like pop like soda, friends, like not like you know like you might find on a on a an old Coke a vintage glass Coke bottle that yeah. kind of top, um, as opposed to like a pop top. Um, anyway, that was part of what drew me to it, Matt, because mm-hmm. packaging, because I'm a whore, and uh, but then we realized, oh, we had visited this wine yes. in season one, uh, an episode about rose cans, and we didn't really didn't particularly it. care for it, right? Uh, and um, I, I was, and go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say so. You know, obviously, you can go to any liquor store right now and trip over a thousand rosés. But I do feel like some of them are really hit or miss because some of them yep. are, I feel, are very mass produced. They're very produced for that sweet summer sip that yep. the white lady is gonna like. And I am a white lady, but I'm fucking salty. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm gonna be a little picky about it. And and if you can find this one, it is very, very nice. And that is coming from somebody who doesn't generally love this yeah. particular style. Of- Style of wine. light pink color of wine. It's, it, you know, it's beautifully effervescent. I'm just, I just topped up my glass a little, and I'm looking. It does have really fun bubbles. Like, really fun. They're really sort of, fun. they're a lively bubble, friends. Like some bubbles are slow, and they mm-hmm. just sort of go along the glass, and others are crazy pants. Uh, and that's how I like my seltzer. Yeah. I like my seltzer at Crazy Pants Bubble. Yeah, level. yeah, Topo like, Chico levels. Yeah, to- Topo Chico levels. Shout out to my sister-in-law. She loves the Topo Chico. Uh, but the um. Yeah, or like uh, Polar Seltzer is one of mm-hmm. my faves because they're super sparkly. I yeah, like a good, good. sparkly. Um, and this is, so, but I don't like an overly sparkly wine. I feel right. like that's insanity. This is a lovely, like, just right amount of sparkles. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, like it's, it's playful, lifting. it's fun. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, a, it's a lifting level of effervescence. It's not overpowering. It's not... I like a playful bubble, Sean. <laughs> it does. I like a playful bubble that whispers dryly into I my want, ears. Yes, I would like dry nothings whispered in my ear about a playful bubble while I eat shortbread with pear compote out of my crock pot. Pear compote with this wine. Yeah, I, t- I could see. I could eat that. Yeah, warm shortbread on the side, a little pear yeah. compote. Maybe, maybe like a, a, a whipped... An actual whipped heavy cream, not a shitty Cool Whip. People, stop eating the yeah, fucking cool, cool Whip. Cool Whip is whipped lard, people. Stop, stop it. it. Uh, and now you can get it sugar and dairy-free. What, what is, is that the, made of? That's What's old, in there? Uh, I bet it's Olestra. Look on the back. Does, it, does it say it causes anal leakage? Look on the back or look on the back of your panties the next day because <laughs> that is not good for you. Um, we've all seen the commercials. Um, yeah, so the now that I'm in big pharma, I pay attention to those side effects <laughs> and if they've listed them correctly. Um, yeah, this... Uh, so, yeah, don't do not do that, friends. Uh, but, yeah, a little shortbread pear compote sort of dessert situation this would be lovely with that it would be great I think because this is not overly sweet this wine no it is it, it is 
dry, but it does have a sweetness to it. it, it it's dry nothings. We've covered that. Dry nothings. This is a dry nothings. It's not as dry as some of his previous vintages. I get a, a, a six pack of this delivered every year. Nice. For every vintage. Um, and I've had several. And this is, I will say, he has left it a little sweeter than he has in the past. Okay. Um, and I think it's appropriate for this wine. So as uh, to, to note again, friends, that's the two grand 19. So if you can find the yep. two grand 19, it's a wee bit sweeter than, say, a different vintage. Than the 18. Or According the to our resident expert, Sean <laughs> Lillian. According to the res- resident drunk. Um, expert drunk, you choose. <laughs> but I, I do think that the sweetness uh, it really lends itself to this wine. It doesn't need to be bone dry. No. And it, it plays lovingly. And I think it op- offers up uh, more pairing opportunities. Absolutely. And I think maybe we fill up our glasses, oh, take a little break. Fuck yeah, we do. Come back and talk about some pairing? I've leaned back and I'm holding the mic again. Like, I, <laughs> this is, we're getting all sorts of crazy up in here today, friends, and it's because we're hot. So we're going to refill so and we're going to be right on back. Right back. Chopping ice. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> All right, with a empty stomach and a full glass. Uh, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Iron Chef. <laughs> I was going to say, holy Iron Chef of an intro. So I good. I love it. This new format is so just, good. it's delightful. And I love watching Alton Brown get put in his place all the time. It's my favorite. And the new, uh, I've already forgotten her name. Kristen. Thank you. She's so good. She's so good. She's, she's like perfect because no. she, um, you know, for people who've watched The Iron Chef, Alton Brown is like the the resident expert of all things. And he's got a co-host for this new season. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't traditionally. And she's just like, she was on um, uh, Top Chef, uh, historically. Uh, if So some people might recognize, that's where I recognized her from anyway. Um, but the she's the perfect level of everything yeah. to tamper him. It's great. Because she clearly knows... As much as he does, maybe yep. not the basic facts, but she also occasionally defers to him when you could with a little bit of a wink, which is nice. And uh, yeah, no, so I really it's uh, a beautiful she, pairing. It is a beautiful pairing. And speaking of beautiful pairings, what a lovely, beautiful segue. Um, we're going to talk about rose pairings because here's the thing, honestly, friends, when people serve rose, I just think of it as like an outside like party wine, right? Like we're outside, we're in a backyard, we're yeah. drinking rose. I don't think of it as something I'm going to like deliberately take the time to think through a pairing of, right? This is like, and I mean this in the nicest way. Yeah. This is a throwaway wine, right? This I, is a party think, wine. This, is a, a wine, this people, is a wine cooler of wine for me. I think a lot of people feel that way and I and and they're not erroneous, uh, but I do think... Ooh, they're not erroneous. <laughs> yeah, I, I broke out my SAT dictionary this morning Th- so that I could come Thanks for having the com on your phone open, Sean. Um, that's a lie. It's on my computer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we... Uh, it, they're not wrong, and I think a lot of that is marketing in this country specifically has been very much towards this is a party wine. Right. Like, this is, we have Whispering Angel from Cameron Diaz. We have Bon Jovi's new <laughs> new wine. We have George, <laughs> Dead Old Rosé. so good. Dead Old Rosé. Like Snoop Dogg's got his rosé, and there's just all of these. And then, like, <laughs> um, Hampton, uh, what's the one? Summer Water. Yeah, yeah. That was really big a couple of years ago. And it's all marketing. And it's made, like, rosé is typically low ABV. It's bright and acid. It's refreshing. And you could just drink it and be great. And marketing is a miracle. It really uh, is. It really is. Uh, I, I am a sucker for it in all 
forms, generally speaking, and I know it. It's why I buy teas at 4 a.m. They got me, yeah. man. They got me with their marketing. They did oh, good. Yeah. Um, I know that I am a mark. Like yeah. I walk in and I'm spotted a mile. It's why I own a timeshare in Mexico. Like yeah. people, people look at me and they go, uh-huh, this guy, guy will buy shit. And yeah. they're not Or show wrong. me a cute package. Oh, does that eyeliner comes with a smudger on the back of the pencil? Oh, Hell yeah, I want to. I want that and I don't right? even wear it. Sean, there's one in my bathroom. It's from Thrive. They text me every 15 minutes. Um, but the uh, it's also very good if you guys want to try it. Thrive Cosmetics. They actually are really nice and they don't test on animals. And I like rabbits too much to care about what my mascara looks like without worrying about the bunny. And we are not sponsored. We're not sponsored. I just don't like shit tested on animals. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, that's how I tend to think of rosé. It's the, you're going to the beach, you bring a bottle of rosé, you're yeah. going to like a barbecue, maybe there's rosé, that kind of thing. Rosé doesn't come out till summertime, obviously. It's not a winter drink for obvious reasons. Um, there actually is a winter rosé, though. And no, I no, I meant rosé. Like oh, the, yeah, like, no, frozen, the proper, like, rosé like, in a plastic solo jam cup. Jars yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, but but actual rosé, rosé that, especially kinds that are styled after more worldly rosés, mm-hmm. this would be lovely with a meal. Yeah, there's or a, a lot light, of complexity light going ap- in here. Like some light appetizers, this would sure. be just absolutely delightful. I mean, your classic pairings would be stinky cheeses or non-stinky cheeses. Cheeses, we'll go with just cheeses, um, would be great with this. Uh, raw bar, you want your shrimp, your oysters... If you're into that kind of stuff, I did not hear raw bar. By the way, like as in raw bar, I just heard raw bar, and I was like, I "Can't wait to find out what raw bar is, and why don't I know? Like, why am I too dumb to know what raw bar is?" No, it's it's my poor enunciation. I'm sorry. Raw bar. No, no, but yes, this would be delightful with a raw, or like with a um, a nice ceviche. Yeah, absolutely. This would be so so yummy. Um. And again, yeah, of course, with a with a shape cutery um, of any kind. A shape cutery of any kind. If you're having a, a salad that's maybe particularly acid driven and it's dressing, like it's got a grapefruit vinaigrette or something, or a rocket and goat cheese salad or something like that, the sweetness in this would cut through that acid. That sounds and so yummy right now. Really beautifully. Um, I wouldn't serve this with, uh, you know, pepper steak or anything like that. Oh Jesus Christ, no! But. A thinly sliced steak served cold on crackers. This would be really nice. Oh yeah, or like you know, a, on a on a, a toasted uh, you know baguette, perhaps with a little yeah. arugula. Uh, you know, something uh, like a lighter steak, a, a lighter red. Yeah, yeah. Dish we're not, we're not we're talking this, steak up off here. Yeah, I'm not having. I'm, I'm not you know building a stroganoff in one of my 17 crockpots and thinking you know what it'll go good with this fucking sparkling rosé. Sparkling rosé. Um, that's not a thing. Um, also, that's not a thing I'm cooking in. But my- also, like, if you if you want to, you can carry this through the whole meal. I know traditionally a lot of people do sparklers at the beginning of the meal or, or cocktail hour or something like that. But this could carry on through the whole meal. This could pair with all the courses and even through dessert. You could have this with a nice sorbet. Uh, As we've discussed, a perhaps a round of warm shortbread with a pear compote exactly and a vanilla-hinted uh, whipped actual cream. Yeah, that would be lovely, and it would bring out a lot or of... Or coconut the cream for dairy friends. For our dairy friends, yes. Coconut. And actually, you know, I love coconut cream. I really do. I know, I whipped 75,000 cans of it for your <laughs> engagement party. I know, my New York engagement party. That was such a fun time. It was so fun. It was fun. I went through a lot of coconut to get that right <laughs> here in Shea Wearing. <laughs> it, was, it was delicious, and there wasn't a drop left no or a drop of dairy or a drop of dairy because this is when I had the tum tum I was worried about Sean's tummy yeah it was a sensitive tummy but I have since hardened it with alcohol (laughs) yeah so maybe that's what I should start giving the dog who was up all night with diarrhea I should start giving her cocktails at bedtime well 
<laughs> start sharing mine because Lord knows I'm having one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know what? Listen, friends, it's summertime. We're all drinking the rosé. It's what's happening. It's what's for dinner. Yep. It's the other pink, white. It's meat. the other other pink, white wine <laughs> sparkles. But you know, it, don't be afraid to make to spend a little bit of money. This bottle, if you're not a member of Naked Angels or Angel Wines, whatever they're actually called nowadays, um, I think it retails for like 45 bucks, which is on par for some of the higher end sparkling rosés. I think the Schramsberg standard issue goes for 48, 49, somewhere in there. And but if you're a club member, I think this bottle's 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Don't be afraid to spend Excellent little, deal, friends. Excellent deal. Don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money, get something from Provence, get something uh, from Italy, a rosato, and that has complexity to it, and find the meal that'll go with it. Fish, cheese, greens, soup, salad. And it doesn't have, I mean, like, obviously we're talking about this lovely sparkling today, but even, there are some lovely, those anti-rosé as I can be, um, you know, a Wolfer Estates here yeah. in New York makes a lovely rosé uh, that goes, that pairs well with lots of things that isn't, mm-hmm. it not necessarily, if you, if you're not a sparkling fan is why I, I bring it up. I think it's called a summer bottle. And yeah. And it, it is, it's delightful. It's a very pretty bottle too. It's so obviously pretty. that's what caught me first. Uh, and they, they, they put a lot of thought and intention into that wine. And they're a lovely vineyard. We're also not sponsored by Wolfer, but if you no. can go sit at their lovely vineyard and share a drink, it's, it's a lovely place. Um, um that's how I used to escape Dannyland <laughs> in the Hamptons. I'd be like, uh, I'm just going to run to the store. And then I'd sit at the vineyard for two hours. Um, and I believe it's just Naked Wines now, only because I have it. I have opened it. Yes, it's, it's Naked Wines and your membership levels are Angel, Archangel, and something like that. So that's Ooh, that's how that happens. I want to be an confusing. Archangel. Um, and I believe it's $40 a month. I know during the pandemic they were reducing it down to as little as $5 a month. Lots of wine clubs right now having deals. I, I had to do a little research for work on wine clubs, and uh, because you, nothing goes better with big pharma than wine. And uh, but yeah, no, and and lots of actually lots of wine clubs right now, friends. If if mm-hmm. you've ever thought about driving draw, joining a wine club, lots of them had deals for their like three month memberships, it's right? Which is a great way. way to like jump in. Yeah, it's a great way to really experience a lot of different wines, stuff you wouldn't necessarily buy, and not have to leave your house, and not have to leave your house, and you know maybe stuff you can't find. I will say. It is a danger in the summer months because when wine gets hot, wine gets ruined. And sometimes that sits in the back of that FedEx truck. Good point. Good point, John. Um, I had a wine delivery with multiple bottles. There were multiple hundreds of dollars and they were ruined. So that like, it, it is a gamble during the summer months. That's probably why it's cheaper now. Yeah. Look at you putting it all together. But there, a lot of these places will offer like they'll throw an ice pack in your box for an extra dollar or something like that. Oh, that's that. nice. You know, so there is. Ways. I do have to say that one day uh, it, was, it was over the course of three days as I walked the dog. Uh, there was a house on my block mm-hmm. that had a wine delivery in front of the house and no one was taking it inside. And I don't know no. if they were just away, but I have to say, like, obviously, I think it's really shitty when people steal your packages from your porch. I am not yes. condoning this behavior, but I, I had to fight not fighting the s- snagging that box and being like, what if it just lives in my house? What uh, if it just what? comes into my house? Just. I didn't do it. Make friends. sure. I didn't uh, do it. I, I, if you are going to get wine delivered and you perhaps don't have a mail room or something like that or a doorman uh have it delivered to a, a drop-off location like a, oh yeah you know, a Dwayne Reed or whatever uh Walgreens uh, uh some perhaps a UPS store perhaps a UPS store because then it, it's going to go from the distribution center climate controlled onto a non-climate controlled truck but generally not for very long and then it'll be in a climate controlled environment and you'll keep your wine safer that way 
And, they and then once you get it porch. to your house, unless you're like fancy pants and you have a little wine fridge, you're just going to keep it in the wherever. <laughs> That's I, I can't tell you how many bottles of wine I've lost because I forgot they're by the crock pot that I actually use. Oh, yeah. Right, like I yeah, like yeah. especially like reds. Like I'll set them in the corner because it's sort of like protected from the sun in the corner yep. of my kitchen, and it sits over there nicely. And then I, you know, I sort of, you know, you know, like I live by myself, friends. I gotta pay these. I can't just finish a whole bottle every day. I do, but I shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, we, we don't tell people that, right? But so, you know, because I'm telling people I'm a sensible drinker because my mom occasionally listens. Um, you know, and then I'll make. I do actually use one crock pot to cook food for the dog, and I'll cook it. And then the next morning, I'm like, fuck. I forgot. That's it's, that's how we lost the petite patate. Oh no, the petite patate went. Oh, it was so good too. It was, but, uh, but uh, that, it actually, was not good after a crock pot full of chicken had been next to it. Yeah, for no, eight, that'll ruin for any, nine any plus wine. hours. <laughs> uh, that does remind me, we got a, a listener email recently thanking us for teaching uh, about not storing your wine in the sunlight. Oh Jesus! Storing yeah. it upright and not storing it where it's hot. Mr. Ethan Steinmel, you're very welcome. Uh, Ethan, <laughs> I, those are all good rules. Uh, and also, Ethan also has a lovely podcast. Oh, he does. He's actually doing wildly successful things right now. I'm really pl- proud of the Artistic Finance Podcast, if you're out there listening. Uh, um, and as somebody who knows jack shit about finances and is really bad with them, uh, Ethan's podcast is super great because it comes in podcast. Like, we're not sponsored by Ethan either. I mean, we technically kind of are. I mean, he is a Patreon. Because he's a Patreon. He is a Patreon um, uh, but he, his podcast uh, breaks things down for you in a way that is both fun and understanding, mm-hmm. and it's very helpful for those of us that are fully intimidated by all things finance, yeah. like myself. And me. Okay. Oh, geez. Dan came up to me to ask tax questions yesterday, and I was like, I don't know. Let's hire some somebody because I don't know. Okay, so I legitimately just sent a text. This does not need to be on the podcast, but it's staying friends for those <laughs> of you listening. For, for I literally just sent a text to like a group of our Astoria friends like, what accountant do you guys use? Because I'm a little behind. And because uh, I didn't know how to do my taxes with the like unemployment in there yeah. and now my new yeah. job is contract. Anyway, like I got overwhelmed and then I just quit was basically my theory of yep. life. And, uh, and anyway, they all use the same one because uh, we're all friends and so they all but they all texted me her name separately so it was like the response was like 52 pings but all with the same information that, it was amazing that if, there, if you need and remind me because I'll share the name with you oh, yeah, um, I haven't talked to her yet but she seems great and um, but if you need an endorsement 52 pings 52 p- listen you get 52 pings that I just got a notification from YouTube Sean uh, in the middle of the night that a video I posted 13 years ago today mm-hmm. got a comment oh <gasps> And I went to the video, which I haven't watched in a long time, and uh, and I went to the video, and it has 124,000 views. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Um, I was a little excited about it. That's it's a video awesome. literally from my wedding day, so it's also a little sad. But it is like, and I also think it's just misleading, because the, the, I think I wrote in the like, explanation that it was like girls go swimming on their wedding day with or without clothes because it's just a video of us swimming in my dress like we jumped into the Cornish Sea sure and uh because we were drunk and um as you do and uh it was hot and it was rude not to and um and so we did and uh and I I do think of the 124,000 viewers 123,999 of them were very disappointed that there was actual clothes um but regardless but I was like you know things just live forever is my point they do uh and 52 pings makes a person feel good yeah 
So this lady should feel good, and I will be sure to tell her about every single ping when I call, uh, in the hopes I that hope she each one of those pings gets a discount. In the hopes that she helps that my she doesn't <laughs> laugh at my state of my finance woes. But let's go back to Patreon for a minute. Just like Ethan is one of our Patreons, and we actually patronize Ethan too. That's yes. right. I phrased that purposely. Um, feel free to. to Go for it, Ethan, because it was funny. You all could be uh, Patreons of ours as well, and Ethan's, for the record. Absolutely. Um, you know, head to Patreon. We have multiple levels of fun uh, prizes and things to give you, and, and we're so excited to hand off the, the prize to our newest Patreon, the lovely Farzy. And Farzy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, your prize is coming. It's amazing. Farz, so exciting. Um and uh, yeah, so but you you too could get prizes that we're very excited about that you may or may not be, um, and join our Patreon team and get advanced information and and notifications about fun stuff that we have coming up uh, before anybody else hears about it. Yeah. And uh, we would love for you and to be a part of all videos. those things. And yeah, and we love silly videos. And uh, we may or may not have just done a photo shoot literally from the inside of a fig bush. So because. You know, because we're crazy, kids. Because uh, we love being covered in bugs. Yeah, and I was going to say, and I'm itchy, and went, which is why I'm wearing the matching pajama shirt to my dog shirt right now. Um, but get yourselves to the store and grab a bottle of sparkling rosé and let us know what you drink. You may not be able to find our friend Bruce Wayne Donaldson, but you may join the Naked Club, but you may not want to be naked, in which case you might just go to the store, which you shouldn't do naked, and get yourself um, a lovely bottle of sparkling rosé and jump into our DMs, slide into uh, all the places. And, uh, Instagram, slide Facebook, Slide in all the places without Twitter. dry nothings, if you don't mind. Yeah, no dry nothings in our Twitters, um, please. And uh, uh, let us know what you're sipping and so that we can go try it, because we love an excuse to try yeah, something absolutely. else. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody sends me a, a wine recommendation, I'm going to try it. Um, like Ovs, like, that's how that we might works. even do an episode about it. So might make even. your case. Like, send yeah. us a, an example and make your case why we should do an episode, because we will totally listen to you. It's... Yeah, we, and we probably won't tear apart your opinions. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we are fun that way. Anyway, we're all so hot. So thank you so much for listening to this fine episode. We are going to shut it down, shut her down. We're going to finish our lovely sparkling bottle in, in the air conditioning. with air conditioning blowing right on our little faces. And uh, and we will see you next week. We won't see you at all. Well, That's a lie. Our voices will see you next week. I don't know. We're going to turn down the radio so we can find the directions better. And we're going <laughs> to, you know how it goes. All those audio versus visual cues that make no sense. Until next week, friends. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was sounded okay. That did sound good. That wraps up episode nine of season three of Bottled Up, a wine podcast of sorts. This week, Jen and I returned to Sparkling Rosé in an attempt to beat the hot, hot heat of this hot, hot summer. This time, we went to Sonoma, California, to the Sonoma Coast with a Wayne Donaldson Vintage 2019 Sparkling Rosé from Naked Angels Wine Club. Links to today's wine and where you can purchase it are included in the podcast notes, so make sure you click back in your browser, find that link, and follow it to the producer's website. We hope you had a good time drinking with us. If you did, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episode drop, and look for us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and Twitter. Just search for Bottled Up Podcast. And always, if you liked what you heard, please consider becoming a Patreon member. 
Patreons are the people that keep us live on the air. Jen and I make this show ourselves with no commercials, no subsidies, no sponsors or anything. So if you'd like to be a Patreon member, please check out patreon.com slash bottled up. We've got membership tiers going from $3 to $500, and they support everything from the podcast hosting to the wines we buy to the lovely chicken squawks and gongs and cork pop sound effects you hear in the middle there. Uh, Patreon.com slash bottled up. Lots of prizes, fun things. Please check it out. We appreciate you all. And that's it for this week. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.